have a reading, Paul, and it is on page 55 of the uh, big books of Alcoholics Anonymous, the big book. And it starts one, two, three, at the end of the third paragraph, it says, we found, and I'm just going to go from there. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. We can only clear the ground a bit. If our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently, diligently within yourself, then, if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. Um, unmute yourself, Paul. What page saying? was that on? That was on page 55. Would you like me to read it again? Uh, yes. Okay. It is on page 55, and it is at the bottom of the third paragraph, starting with, we found. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. We can only clear the ground a bit if our testimony helps sweep away any prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself, then, if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. Yeah, well, remember, this is, you know, in the, in the book for people and the community as it started to come together. Yes. So some of us aren't at this point where looking, we're looking back on it. This, this stuff has been established. Yeah. I think that's what makes the program really truly attractive is that when someone is a carrier of it. Yeah. And a lot of times, um, their, their topical understanding, what they are, where they're at in themselves speaks louder than what they're saying. So it truly erases any differences. I don't care if it was arrived at through rigid big bookism or Catholicism or, you know, was a basis for other possibilities to to come about, but the whole point of the freedom or the relief from the bondage of self is the basis uh, we all hope that we live from and that people who come into the program will get to, act to the exact nature and the, of the wrongs and the causes and conditions after they stop drinking and using. And they, we, sh, you know, we will recover. We're not recovering from drinking or using, we're recovering from the underlying uh, causes and conditions without knowing it was leading us to a drink. 
And a lot of our condition that we come in as is based on without knowing it. We had no idea really what was going on. And that's the one quality in an act of addictive life that's sorely missing. Not that it's missing, the light isn't missing, but it's not being, it's being underused or misdirected. So uh, I can see everyone else's faults from a mile away, but I can't see my role in things. So there's a certain blindness that we're confronted with and we come into the program and then there's sort of like eyes to see, different levels of eyes to see. So by hearing a description of what it's like to have alcoholism, we maybe, maybe finally see that we have alcoholism. Through, we become, we identify with the descriptions other people are giving about what it was like to live under that tyranny and we seem to have an intimacy with that and there's a, a seeing occurs and now maybe a willingness arises that wasn't there before and that willingness to let's say follow some of the, of the suggestions in AA can and will lead to uh, the habit of being sober down the road. And then there's so much more, as it says in a vision for us, this power is going to constantly reveal to us. Yeah, because now the lights are on. So when life brings us information, we can actually see it. <laughs> and in my case, when I see aspects of the disease or remnants of a life of addiction and of self-centeredness, I bring that information, that stuff to step six and seven. And I ask that power that I feel totally, deeply, intimately has done for me what I cannot do for myself to continue that, that uh, performance in a sense. Please, you know, it says to remove, but I don't believe energy is removed. I believe energy can appear as a knot or it can appear as a rope. The hope will be helpful, the knot may not. Yeah, so it reconfigures stuff. And uh, I feel like the, the, the living that was contained in all these old ideas and stuck in that, that fucking stuffy uh, storage unit that we're sort of living as, you know, the windows get open and those files get reviewed and revised and edited and everything is put to a better use to be available to yourself and others and to be of service in that. Yeah, so... I wanted to speak today a little bit about this, the, the importance of the idea of a higher power, especially if we're in the condition of being identified as self. Because being identified as self, we've come, we may call it a lot of things, but we've come to the defeat by self. And how that defeat occurs is self trying to get out of self all day. And so that stubborn identification without us knowing it is the reason why the idea of the higher power works so much because we're not taking ourselves to be the spiritual condition that we are. We're not taking ourselves to be the seat of 
the higher power. We're not taking ourselves. We're taking ourselves to be something other than that. And therefore, in this little game of playing God, we have to entertain a bigger God. We haven't found it in ourselves. So we find it through the program, and a lot of people give it the term a higher power. And now something is working through the program that didn't seem to be working through us or, or, or through our lives. And now it is. And I hope that that idea of the higher power will lead to a recognition of the, the clarity of the statement, self can't get out of self, and then hopefully it, we will be led to the root of it, which is an identification as self. And if when you, we see we're not the identification as self, you may find out you are what you used to call the higher power. You are that, yeah? And therefore suddenly your new solution is always available at all times, right where you are, because it's where you are at all times. <laughs> it's not outside of us. It is us, yeah? Now, these, you know, the program, the book was written in an early stage of this community. And we've gone through revolutions and, ever, and rotations of time where some people have 60 years of sobriety. These people may have rotated for four years. A lot more has been revealed, yeah? And so therefore, yeah, I can't, arrive at where I already am, let's say, which is the higher power. So I have to go to, through it another avenue, which is reliance on something greater than myself. Or, and then that's in a way that feels like other because we're taking ourselves to be self. So it feels like other, this higher power. And now at that grace and that loving presence starts working its miracles on us and, and on others. Yeah, I hope it just doesn't stay like that. I hope there's a revelation sooner or later that you're not, you're not that idea of self, and then the, the higher power of the other loses the otherness. And the higher power is now synonymous with you instead of self being you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. There you go. Thank you, Paul. Um, this is a, a time if you have a question to ask Paul, please do so by raising your hand. And depending on what Zoom platform you're using, um, in the Mac, it's under the reactions window. You just uh, select raise your hand. And uh, then you can ask Paul a question. Do we have any uh, questions coming from Facebook? At this time? I don't see any questions yet, Paul. Uh, nothing from Facebook. Well, all right. So, in a way, when I came in here, this is just a take I'm having today <laughs> from hindsight. But when I came into recovery, the higher power seems, was seen as other because that which I was taken to me was the root of the problem. So I couldn't, if, if I called, you know, and it was playing God already. <laughs> so it would have been little, it would have been, uh, it would have been stuffy if I tried to, you know, there was two gods in there. No, so therefore the higher power, 
that idea works perfectly based on the condition I was seemingly in. Yes, you see? But then as the condition changes, so does how the solution appears. Obviously, because when you see you're not the problem, then maybe you are the solution. When you're seeing life from the problem, it's almost imperative to try to find a solution outside (laughs) because the inside is seemingly occupied by the problem without us knowing it. So we find uh, this idea of a higher power allows what we are to have influence in our lives. (laughs) Yeah which it's not having much access because of the mental domination. So the program of living diminishes the mental state and inevitably it's probably going to lead to your idea of a higher power becoming quite synonymous with some of your callers, which is you're always where you seem to be and and you're seemingly always available in your life because Anne's in every aspect of the life. Well, that starts getting implied to the higher power. And then you see that Anne is actually quite sporadic. And it's not, it's not always there. It has to be implied that it's always been there and it will always be there to seem to be here now. And then the spirit starts becoming obvious as the basis of everything. So now instead of living from self trying to get the help of a higher power, you're living from the higher power as quote unquote self, so to speak. Yeah. I think that's a, it's almost a natural progression. Now, Realizing that the program of AA is sort of organic, you don't want to get too fundamental and kill the growth of the plant. Yeah, the plant of freedom from the bondage of self. I wouldn't anyway. Yeah, so I don't want it to always have to be a higher power of my own understanding because my understanding is quite, quite finite. Yeah, quite limiting. So basically, my experience through this process was yeah, I had an idea that some power outside of myself was helping me finally, but it was it led to a realization that uh, I want a higher power of its own understanding. I don't want a higher power seen through my understanding. <laughs> that just that severely limits the possibility that a higher power of its own understanding opens up to me. Yeah, so. These aren't things that are written in the book because they weren't the beginning. Yeah, these are, these are, this is what happens when you stay sober. It leads to other possibilities, I feel. Yeah. You know, it has led to some people possibilities that they adopted a, a, a way of life with prayer and now they don't pray other than when they're at AA meetings. Did something go wrong? No, something fucking worked. Yeah, for them. Because now the what was what prayer was taking the, the place of is in place. Yeah. So their prayers in a way have been answered. Instead of praying to be relieved of the bondage of self, they observe they're relieved of the bondage of self. Yes? So this is like progress in time. Just like the disease supposedly progresses, so does, so, so does recovery. Yeah? 
You can't keep putting it in a defined like uh, box because it's going to outgrow it. Yeah. And then people, if you do base everything on your own experience, strength and hope, well, your experience starts giving you different information, all aligned with the same principles, but a lot more information. Yeah. Not so much about the principles, but about the supposed problem. Yeah, and then you see you're not that. You really do. You see it's a mental activity that has command of some light, and it's project, projecting this image of Paul as a past thing, as a future thing that was fucked, will probably be fucked, and so is fucked now. Yeah, and so, you don't, you know, you can't fucking shoot for the stars. You're going to be happy with the crumbs. Yeah. I think, re, you know, slavery reasserts itself. And I also feel freedom reasserts itself. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't, you know, the whole idea of responsibility. I was extremely re- taking, I was inordinately responsible as a kid. I thought every, I thought I, every, everything that was happening was on me. You know, and I had those experiences of walking in a room with 30 kids. One kid yawned. I thought it was because I'm boring. This, you know, so basically it made sense to try to become irresponsible because it wasn't working too well with the responsibility. Yeah. So basically I uh, just getting loaded lowered my expectations that I thought other people may have of me. So people, as long as I stayed alive, that was good enough. I wasn't, I didn't have to go to family gatherings or, or or my mother, all she used to say is, oh, you got a haircut. She didn't even ask, do you have a job? Usually it was just, you look good, Paul. That's, that was all the investigation she wanted to go into. Yeah. (laughs) So, <laughs> so I didn't want, you know, then I come into AA and the first big real wave of recovery was seeing my role in things through the inventory process. And at first I didn't until I heard Joe and Charlie explain a fourth step. And then I had the, they let me some eyes to see my, you know, the fourth column. They did. Yeah, I was sort of still blind. I wasn't being, you know, even though I can see, I wasn't seeing my role in things. And th- their explanation gave me an, a big aha, and I started to see my role in things. And that's never stopped ever since then, yeah? So so now, all right, so then I, oh, and I made amends. I went out and did everything they asked of me to do. And yet, but responsibility for those behaviors didn't stay stagnant. The seeing changed, and I saw that I wasn't responsible for a lot of that behavior. Something had taken me over and was using me as a form of expression and of transportation. Seriously, intimately, I got that. So then the responsibility, that wasn't the end of its growth. It grew into accountability. And it relieved me a lot of a lot of the burden of guilt and shame based on those behaviors that I exhibited while under the influence of the gorilla. Yeah, 
If they would have stayed responsible, I still have tons of guilt and shame. Yeah. So in a sense, responsibility wasn't the end of the line. It was a necessary aspect to arrive at the end of the line, which is, all right, what's my role? What's self's role? Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Now, I may not be able to recognize it at all times, but by doing inventories, I see the pattern of how self defeats me. Yes. So when I see that pattern starting to form, basically, it's usually be, it's leading to a fuck it. Yeah. When I see that, I bring it to step six or seven. Or when I see the, the mere just beginnings of it, I bring it to six and seven. Yeah. So I don't have to deal with the undealable condition of a mental fuck it because usually most people ha don't have a mental defense against it, yeah? So I'm going to realize I shouldn't drink after I fucking drink, yes? So now, all right, so which, how, else, how else are things progressing? So it progressed through too much responsibility, no responsibility, taking responsibility, moving to accountability, yes? Yeah, wow. Higher power doing for me what I can't do for myself. This is the way I improve my conscious contact. How about if you are the conscious contact? Yeah. Do you think you're, if you are that, it's only going to take two ways to arrive there? Of course. There's not going to be even an arriving there. You're going to be expressing that you're the conscious contact, not trying to improve it. Yeah. This is growth, don't you see? If you try that earlier, it won't work. But if you try it as the progression has, is going, it's the natural next step. Yeah, we don't have a book what it's like after 34 years of the program. We don't. Yeah. We don't have a a book of when a lot of the things that happened become established, yeah? What it's like, how does it look like then? Yeah, we don't. So we have to depend on people who are in the process to share about the process, yeah? With the hopes that, because you know, the mental state wants to limit the effects of the program. It fucking does, yeah? You can tell by how much it remembers a miracle, not for fucking long, and how much it remembers a resentment for 50 years. I mean, you can't rely on it being open to the evidence. You can't. We, maybe we have to hear from other members or shit like that because the head wants to shut it down. It does. All right, that's enough. You're getting parking spaces in front of the meeting. Yeah, you got a date. You didn't flip out at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But more wants to be revealed. Who are you and I to say stop? Yeah. It says it will constantly reveal more to us. That means all the time. So all the time of four years is different than all the time of 33 years. Yes? I would think that if you wait it, more has been revealed. <laughs> yeah. 
That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Um, it's sort of like, let's say if you were in an army and you were in the w winter and so the uniform was appropriate, thick fucking flannel, you know, like that. Then you get moved to Africa. You're not going to wear the same uniform. It doesn't work anymore. You'll be fucking super hot. Yeah. So, yes. So we may use something that will probably be led to us not using it anymore because the condition that was absent is now present. Yeah. And it's the condition. Yeah. That's the basis. Not like all the tools that allow, you know, bring about a condition for a little bit of time and then it constantly disappears. No. Something that becomes a new basis in your life, like surrendered. Not a constant life of surrendering, holding on, surrendering, but surrendered to what? The basic facts of, of step one and your inability to manage a life. Yeah. I mean, how much, when does the evidence arrive at a conclusion? You know, it's, it can't just be a life of evidence of 40, 50 years. It must arrive at a conclusion where you're convinced of something. I hope. I mean, seriously. And then when you're convinced, things work differently then, yes? The job is done. There's things move on. It's not like a, beat, a brow beating. It's okay. I'm convinced. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah? <laughs> you know? You remember like when it, when you first came in, the fear factor was a very alarming, but work, it was useful thing. You're going to be dead if you go back out. But after a few years, you've outgrown, you've moved away from that and you're moving towards something six, uh, something else, which is captured in, you know, step six in the 12 and 12. Like you're now, instead of moving away from hell, you're moving towards heaven. There's different conditions in the moving towards heaven. Yeah, the fear of you're going to die may not be really useful at that point. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, if you find yourself super hot in a uniform, it may may it may need some tailoring. You know, the basic uniform is fine, but you may need a little, you know, some slits here and there. <laughs> it's cool. Cool. Up, you know. I don't know. I could be crazy, but it just seems like natural that if an idea came upon us in, let's say, 1935, and they wrote a book in 1939, and then that idea has gained traction for 70 years, you don't want to put it back in the shoebox. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's growing. Yeah. So, yes, I love everything, but I don't want the love to try to. It's like loving a child and then try to keep him a kid. You know, <laughs> don't let it grow to like six feet. I want it. I want it to be my, my little, you know, it's like out of a horror movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to stunt their growth and hormones. And oh, she, you're always going to be my precious. You know, that's fucking sick. So there's this thing. I mean. I feel things grow, yeah, like it because it uses the term grow a lot. You'll outgrow fear, you'll outgrow this, you'll grow into something else. Yes, that's, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. In this case, it's it never levels off. The growth is continual. Yeah. Yeah. Because what it's growing from is in is it is eternal in a sense. Yeah. So in time, it eternity in time would be a growth of eternal. Yeah. It would keep growing. So yeah. I don't know if I'm getting across something, but it's more of a flavor of living sober for a long time and then seeing the mental state is truly arthritic. Yeah, it's very arthritic. It becomes very rigid either or. Yes, it's just it's. uh, It's not personal. It's just the way it's built. Yeah. And. You know, it's it's just going to have a too tight of a collar and everything. You just, I don't, fundamentalism isn't a good look in, for me, yeah? Yeah. Because then you feel like for you to be right, everyone else has to be either wrong or come on to your right side, you know? I have no opinion about stuff. I'm just sharing my own take on it. And if it works for you, great. I'm not saying we've got to brand this on every fucking person. I don't care. You know, they're growing their own way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's all like, Yavol, this is only it. There is no self. No, I just say, hey, maybe it, maybe it triggers a sense of intimacy where you didn't think you knew. Yeah. Just by hearing and an understanding, aha, yeah. And in a way, it, in my experience, it explained all, really. A lot of the loose ends of why, why, whatever, were totally tied up. Recognition, why can't self get out of self? Why? Yeah. If self is one thing and then self's another thing, which is how we see it as Paul, we don't see the self we're representing. We think it's Paul. And then there's self, it seems just like if Paul's in the kitchen, he, he could leave to go to the bedroom. It just makes fucking sense. How can, so self can't get out of self really doesn't make much sense to Paul, a.k.a. self, trying to get out of self. It's got a stubborn belief that it should fucking be able to get out. And that's what leads to all the guilt and shame when it seems to fail, because it's it it's oh you should definitely be able to get out of this and then when you don't it turns on you you know and then it demands more 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 yes yet it becomes a slavery you're wanting to get out of self because of slavery becomes a slavery as self yeah so if you see what you think you see as self is actually a working idea now called Paul, <laughs> then self can't get out of self makes total perfect sense. And, you know, and I took it to an extreme of, of shooting up large doses of cocaine, really with the hopes of dying, but having a moment where I'd be free from self. So Paul didn't just philosophically play with this idea it really attempted through drug use to get out of self. I mean, literally, at the expense of life as a body, it was willing to pay that because it was so fucking unbearable, you know, 
being whipped by that mental condition all day. One second of real freedom from it seemed to be worth it to me. Yeah? So, perhaps, thank God, there's a better way. (laughs) Just trusting, losing faith in the finite self by seeing it's not me and gaining faith in the infinite and ultimately seeing it as me. (laughs) Really. You know what I mean? It's like a, a mistaken identity being revealed not to be so, and then the so-ness of really what we are becomes obvious, yeah? I don't think we become identified spiritually. We are spirit. Yeah, I do. I feel that's the, that's the, that's perhaps that is the better way. And it's really rooted in a faith, yeah? There's a faith in the finite self that c- captures us and limits our possibilities unbelievably, yeah? And then there's a freedom from that through the grace of this power, which is us, through the auspices of the programming that leads us to a faith in the infinite where there's no need for identification because you'll actually find yourself to be that. Yeah. That which you were looking for is what's looking. Yeah. (laughs) The infinite has been the, has been, has been, cast as the finite but it ain't the finite yeah 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 so hallelujah thanks a lot paul we do have right a- here, hallelujah <laughs> well i don't want to unmute everybody say it lot silently hallelujah let's um, have a zoom revival hallelujah uh we've got a a, a question We've got a couple questions coming from Facebook because there are no hands up yet. So the first one comes from Ben and he asks, where do personal wants fit? I can find it difficult what I want and need in a situation. Well, just if you can, then use the, uh, the movement of surrender. Just surrender what you want and need and then rely on a higher power and also Honor it when it demonstrates it's took it's taking care of you. Yeah. Not by the way you think. See, this is the problem with me in the beginning. I had a preconceived idea of how it was supposed to look when I got certain things. So when life started de- delivering the packages, I refused to sign for them because they didn't look the way I thought they were going to look. That was reliance on self. I got out of that quickly and I started taking it as it came. (laughs) So yeah, I would use that. There's nothing wrong with wants and needs. It's just that you're probably not going to deliver the goods (laughs) what you're relying on. So (laughs) it's not like the, uh, the product ain't there. The delivery man or the pickup person is a little bit suspect. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i love the idea of surrender and i hope if you don't have an intimacy with that ask for an experience of it really because it really changes the see you can't know surrender it's gonna you have to have it's sort of a 
it would be like a movie where you would see the surrender on the screen, but then there would be a zap in the chair. The zap in the chair gives the meaning to the picture on the screen. Yes. So you, I, I haven't, it doesn't matter if it's wrong or not. I have a, a strong sense of surrender in this life. Yeah. So that's what I go to. And it's very, very familiar. It's there in step six and seven. It's there in, in the drive to manage da uh, daily. It's under there. It, under, it doesn't give a foundation for, for a false evidence. Yeah. 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 It doesn't allow uh, an inherent okayness not to seem okay because it wasn't in the past or it won't be in the future. Yes. It's all that magic trick doesn't play on this stage. And I would say that stage has been erected through surrender. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Thank you, Paul. Um, we have got one more quick question coming from Facebook. It's from Keith. And he asks, did sponsorship help you with this newfound idea? It can. I would say the newfound idea helped me through sponsorship. <laughs> Tell you the truth. Yeah. I heard stuff that the person probably didn't even know they were saying. Yeah. So I feel yes. Okay. I had a wonderful guy in San Francisco, uh, Cy P. Back then they, we had famous characters. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they're there anymore, but. There was Frank Brennan, who was the guy with the oldest amount of time. He was an Irish guy who used to work on the docks. You can't get it more. Cartoon character, great. And Cy P was a sponsor of mine, of many people. And I used to go to one of the craziest meetings. Uh, a lot of a lot of the weirdness of society were there and he would be there. He was like 70 something at the time. He died when he was 88. He had been introduced to the course of miracles. He had been in those LSD things in Stanford in the sixties. He was a trip, man. There was so much juice coming through him. I don't know if he knew it or not. So yeah, that idea has been speaking through members for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anytime I can say, give a shout out to Cy P and Frank B is great. Frank B was a trip because you know, when you're a newcomer, you don't feel mu like much. Yeah. And so he would run into you and, and he would remember something about you. Yeah. It was incredible. He had a, an incredible memory about that. And he made newcomers really feel like they were something and were welcomed. And he was the oldest dude in the program. Incredible dude. He had a, he had a chin that arrived everywhere before he did. Yeah, his chin was huge, like a piece of granite. <laughs> and he used to wear the, the little caps. He was just right out of, right out of uh, a movie. It was incredible. And yet he was very super, super clear. And uh, yeah. Yeah. The beliefs aren't the light. Yeah. Yeah. What's believed may let, well, you know, project some of the light through those lenses, but the light is in and of itself. Yeah. 
And I saw it come through a lot of people in AA. Yeah, a lot. So. All right. Yeah, thanks a lot, Paul. We, uh, we have a couple of questions. We have two questions on Zoom. The first one comes from Fee and Rich. Fee, I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself, and then you can ask your question. Uh, it's Rich. <clears throat> oh, Rich. Hey. I see it. Thanks, Paul. Um, There's someone Paul. else behind you. Yes, my wife. Someone behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you give us an example of, you mentioned the phrase finite self. What, what, what do you mean by that? Like The finite self is the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's reinforced by your mental state claiming everything that's happening to imply it's happening to you or through you as this long-lasting, independent, separate thing. Yeah? Is that experienced as a, a feeling or of um, a sort of discursive thought? It's something that will claim the feeling and imply it's ha being had by one feeler, and that one feeler is a historical rich. Sure, who doesn't deserve to feel that much. <laughs> That's the feeling of it, yeah. Nice one. See, the mental state is a movement in time, right? So we're living, there's living, and the living's demonstrated through contact, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then seeing thoughts and other subtler things, like, yeah. And the mental state arises, yeah, after that contact, though very quick, but after it, and it just claims the conscious contact to imply you. So it has a mental image of Rich that it, re it, that it reinforces and obsesses over all the time. And basically, you now live a life based on it being interpreted as rich. Yeah, that's not living life. That's an interpretation, yeah? And mostly, most of the interpretation is based on false evidence that rich is a long-lasting independent separate entity. Therefore, rich has no uh, discernment of what's false or true. So rich is taking a lot of false evidence to be appearing real because Rich is an example of false evidence appearing real. <laughs> so we come into the program and we have to rely on the program to get our bearings right. Because we can't, like it says in the book, we can't tell true from false. Yeah, that's not, that's not a working GPS. <laughs> you need to have something more reliable. Eh? <laughs> so, and you're not. This idea of self isn't reliable. Has it been? No. Yeah. So we have to admit the failure of the system we've been relying on to be sort of be to be open and willing to be moved to a working system, which is trusting the infinite, so to speak. Yeah. So within that, um, you have to get used to feeling uncertain. Yes, you do. But I'm telling you, 
it's in a weird way, it's like riding a bike. Yeah. There's a great certainty in uncertainty, obviously. Yeah. Sure. I mean, how many times did you think you knew how it was going to be and you were proven wrong? Zillions of times. Yeah. Sure. So basically, I don't, you know, if I listen to the weatherman in my head, I'll be sleeping in a raincoat all fucking day. <laughs> I, mean, I just, I'm just going to have to rely on a different informational loop that doesn't really, uh, it just tells me what I need to know. It's not a giant avalanche of shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's proven to be working. You know, I have great faith in it, not because I made a leap of faith. The leap of faith is in, in is, is a leap of faith into the failed system. The program of AA isn't a leap of faith. It produces the goods. You'll see things differently and your life will get better <laughs> if you're a real addict. <laughs> It will, in spite of you. So there, it's not a leap of faith. It's just uh, obvious. You'll see the stubbornness of not moving towards the light is because of the reliance on the mental state. It has its own agenda, unbeknownst to the, uh, the surface idea of rich. It does. It has different plans for rich. <laughs> 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 like a parasite has plans for a host. <clears throat> it wants to live off the host. Yeah. So being such a hostile parasite, this parasite's come up with a great idea. It convinces the host that it's the host. <laughs> so you can't entertain living without the parasite because you call it you. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> it's slavery through identification, really. It's slavery through identification. Yeah. We're constantly brought back to a mental idea by all the mental activities. And that mental idea is you're rich. You're the doer of whatever's happened through you. Even though you shot cocaine and you did shit you would never have done, you'll be living on, you'll be living on that guilt and shame based on being the doer of those behaviors you had nothing to do with for the rest of your fucking life. Yes? That's, that's the parasite. Yeah. You've been framed for crimes you didn't commit. And you're living out of life sentence. And it plays the jailer, the jailmate, the fucking policeman, everything. And I'm telling you, you're not getting out. <laughs> it may promise you're going to get a new hearing, but it's the same old, same old heal, heal, heal. If, if you get absolved from one, one crime, you're going to be convicted on another crime. There's no way fucking out. Self can't get out of self. <laughs> yeah, so. Nice one. Yeah. Come back if you like. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Rich. Um, the next question is coming from Fontini. Fontini Greece. Fontini, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna ask you to unmute yourself and ask your question. Hi, Paul. How are you today? Good, Fontini. Thanks for uh, revisiting here. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for all your shares and uh, your personal wisdom on these 12 steps and uh, program. 
Um, I would like to hear some more from you for about step four and the fourth column you mentioned. All right, well, step four is actually the first way we start to see the root of the problem, yeah. Well, we've admitted the root of the problem maybe, but now we start seeing it. So I'm a believer of, and you can have a whatever theme you want, I guess, about doing the fourth step, but my view is I'm looking as at the manifestations of self and how they defeated me in this life. I'm not looking at my shit. I'm looking at the shit made through me by something else, yeah? Let's call it self. So the four columns, you read it's how it works, has it, yeah? In the book, there's only three columns, but the fourth column is, is explained, I think, on page 67 when it says, go back to the list, and then you're going to ask these questions of where was I or am I selfish, self-seeking and frightened, inconsiderate and dishonest. So that's sort of our role in things, yeah? So the first column is whoever we, we, we're, we're resentful of, what, if it could be an institution like before when I was, if you're not from San Francisco, but in San, people from San Francisco will understand this. I resented meter maids, yeah, because we were always giving tickets for parking. It wasn't one particular meter maid, it was the whole idea of meter maids. So I had a resentment towards that, yeah, because it was hurting my financial ambitions. All right, so the first column would be a person, a place, a principle, something like that. The second column of the inventory is just a thumbnail why. So let's say we'll use the first column is Wendy, right? Why do I resent Wendy? The second column is because she left me. So I was obviously going out with Wendy. So there's the first two columns. Now, everyone in every bar right now does the first two columns. Everyone. It just leads to them getting more loaded usually. They know fucking Wendy fucked with them because she left, but they don't see their role in things. So we're going to move from the second column to the third column, which if you're very interested in it, Joe and Charlie, these guys that used to do big book seminars, you can access their paperwork where they, they, put it, they made a graph of the four column inventory. Very helpful. So the third column is the instinctual agenda, yeah? The instinctual drives we are all, we're all in, yes? So a human being, appearing as a human being, has a lot of needs that are not, that are not met being the human being. We have outside needs, yeah, that aren't guaranteed. So we need food, we need shelter, we need clothing to keep ourselves warm, yes? And then there's other needs. We, some people need a sense of community. Some need love of a family, whatever. But there's these instinctual drives that this mental condition called self thinks it's managing. Yeah. So now the self is confronted with this agenda and it manages and tries to control and direct us yeah, in the completion 
or the bitching about not the completion of how we wanted it concerning the agenda. So that's the third column. And they make a very clear, simple uh, breakdown. There's the social instinct, which would be self-esteem, personal relationships, uh, how other people think of you, yes, respect, all like that, a standing in society, social instinct. Then there's the uh, security instinct, which is emotional and material, yeah? So material security would be money, obviously clothing, car, this or that. Emotional security is a little different where you may feel emotionally better if you have money and a place to live in car, yeah? And the feeling of being uh, in a group and being loved by someone and all like that. So there's these needs coming from this emotional and material security drive, yes? So these are, in other words, there's things that we need that are outside of our control and something's managing those missions, which is self, yeah? All right, the third instinct is the sexual instinct, which is to procreate and also the pleasure of it, yes? So there's a drive in that category. So that's the third, so everything, every incident concerning a person, place, or thing gets brought into the third column. And to see how Wendy's leaving me, how did it affect that third column or how I viewed the third column from the view of self, yes? All right, so yes, it hurt my pride that she left me because I have a story that I'm a ladies' man. And so when a lady leaves a ladies' man, he's not much of a ladies' man, yes? So pride... My relationships with her are, have been affected with all our friends, with her maid, because Wendy's rich. So all these relationships have been affected. I've, I've, I, don't feel, I don't feel that good about myself because I gather a lot of feeling good about myself by the person I'm with, yes? So I'm, I'm dependent on Wendy, how she looks and how she is, to feel somewhat okay about myself. Okay, so I go, now I go to the uh, material security. Wendy's rich, I'm not, yes? I'm going to, the BMW is going to be gone, and I'm going to get back into the Pinto. So I like that lifestyle. I like having a pool, this and that. So Wendy leaving me has got me, I'm worried that I'm not going to have a nice house anymore. I'm not going to have a BMW, and I'll never have a house and never have a BMW. So I'm really fucking pissed at Wendy because I liked living where I was living and shit. Yeah? All right? And now my emotional security. Definitely my finances and my being taken care of, shelter and clothing and shit, have a lot to do with my emotional security. So everything is fucking shook up. Yeah? Now I get to the sexual agenda. Okay, and I look at my, well, when I, so I look at, all right, I'm not going to have sex with Wendy anymore, so I'm pissed off at that, and I'm also not going to have sex with Wendy's maid anymore because I'm not going to be seeing the maid, all right? So there you go. So now I've done a three-column inventory. Usually you're supposed to stop. I don't know if after you do it after the first two or the third one where you look at everyone and see them as per perhaps as sick as you. <laughs> and so there's a sense of forgiveness. 
you try to introduce to the process. And then column four is you ask yourself these simple questions. Now, I use the past tense and the present tense. So I go, where was I or am I being selfish? Because a lot of resentments of 30 years ago are still being milked by the mental state for you to be right about something. Yeah, so where was I and am I being selfish? Where was I and am I self-seeking and frightened? Where was I and am I being inconsiderate and dishonest? Yeah, I ask those four questions, come up with an answers. I've done a four column inventory. Now, if I have 3000 people I wanna look at, I know how to do it. If there's only 30, I know how to do it. I know the formula. That's all, that's the only, that's the important part of the understanding is to see how the first column goes second, third to the fourth, yeah? So now you do this, let's say with three topics, resentment, fear, and harms done to others in the, uh, in the pursuit of what you want, and we look at the sexual arena. And so what we're going to see is if you do enough information on there, you're going to see, first of all, what self takes to be important, yeah? Because the manifestations of self are going to be around what topic self takes to be important. So in other words, what I found which is something they told to me when I came in AA, they said, hey, bro, you got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. And I realized through the inventory, I thought my face was my ass. Yeah, I was trying to, I was very concerned how it's weird to think an addict would be concerned how people think of them, but I was, and all this shit. So, So a lot gets revealed by the, doing the inventory, but I use the, the, the specific glasses I use is to see how self has defeated us through its manifestations. And its manifestations are, resent, its common ones are resentment, fear, and harm to others in the pursuit of what you want. Yeah. So this is all. You do the inventory, you look at your role in things, you obviously, hopefully you'll share that with uh another person in the space with God or that higher power, stuff gets revealed, you start seeing the patterns of how self defeated you. And that autopsy of your life now becomes very helpful concerning step six and seven, because you don't want to live with an autopsy of a defeat. You want to see the rumination before the defeat. Yes. You want to be, you want to recognize when you're being led to fuck it. You don't want to recognize after you've been living from fuck it. Yeah, it's just, (laughs) it's just. (laughs) I want to recognize I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to recognize that while I'm in jail. (laughs) I want to recognize I don't want to go to jail before I go to jail. I don't want to have that recognition after I'm in jail. It's not helping me much. <laughs> so, yes. So yeah. I hope that was helpful. Yeah, but if, yeah. it was. I don't want to take tons of time here, but if you go to Joe and Charlie, uh, it's a very simple thing. I was not a big believer in writing a novel and going over it. I don't want to sit nine hours with somebody. It's usually two to three hours. Joe and Charlie, Joe and Charlie, you said. 
Joe and Charlie. Yes, you just look up Joe and Charlie uh, AA, and they'll they'll probably bring you to these these uh, papers. And if you have time, listen to their talk on on the steps. It's quite uh, profound. I feel. For me, when I was new, it was incredible. I was sorely lacking in understanding. I had no bridge to get to from my role to. I mean, to their role into my role. I was, I just kept, my whole, my whole point of view was looking outside myself to see what I could blame. Yeah, yeah, so. Over the years of, of sobriety, I've been doing um, again and again step four and, you know, peeling the onion every time I find some new things, I, as I, you know, move on in my life, grow in uh, recovery, um, there are always, you know, new ways uh, to approach this step four. And uh, that's why I wanted your opinion on that. Well, that's the way I do it. And I don't see step four as a lifelong thing. Step 10, you know, Obviously, you do your, the big house cleaning, but hopefully you'll start seeing the patterns of how self has defeated you, and you'll be more engaged with step six and seven than step 10, hopefully. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks a lot, Fontini. Um, I don't see any other hands currently. Does anybody want to raise their hands, or how are you doing on time? I'm doing fine, but whatever. If there's no hand or no hand, what, however it goes. <laughs> I'm going to rush out and do nothing anyway, so what, what the hell? <laughs> I don't have a larger amount on my agenda. And what I do have on, I'm avoiding probably on some unconscious level. Okay, we do have one that just came up from our dear friend, Helen. Helen, I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself. Helen, you got to unmute. Yeah, yeah. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Um, uh, first of all, thank you for the, the retreat. Uh, it's wonderful. It, the whole this the whole of this thing and like I've been searching for years but it's certainly dropping but it's dropping and it's making me feel very very leaky I just feel leaky all the time yeah, I just keep wanting right. to cry and, and I just cry and then sort of a lot, lot of stuff's leaking out that I can't I'm sort of wanting to control but I know that that might be part of the process that I'm starting to sort of recognize that I am in control and I keep asking and you something wonderful you said about permission and that made me very leaky you said give yourself permission and I've never given myself permission for anything um because yeah. I've, I've been I, as a, in a family role I was always the mediator so from my parents parents were very painful you know they're painful background and oh, that's pain. over honey that's over and I, yeah, yeah and that's what I've become though that's been my role in life to be a mediator and to sort of try and stop people's pain but it's almost like I can't bear the pain myself I think 
So I'm trying to take that to step four. Yeah. And then when things come up, I'll, I'll write it in step four um, about what I believe the eye to be doing. And there well, is a lot of control. 10. Keep it at step 10, honey. It's step 10. Yeah, because right. you don't want to, when it's coming out as tears, you don't have to write it all so much. You've already, it's already triggered it. So just go through the emotion because sometimes the writing is a way of trying to stop the crying. Yes. Yeah, the crying yes. out. That's, your, that's uh, how you're dreaming yourself out of this. Yes. That's your, you're an emotional character. So let that, that's the way it's going but to I've play I've never out. allowed it. I've never allowed it. Well, I know I've been a very passionate person, but I've never allowed it. Well, it's too late now, it's, honey. It's, it's leaking. Le <laughs> yeah, it's leaking. It's leaking into the Zoom. I've noticed it a long time. Leaking. So you haven't done a good job holding it, uh, containing it. <laughs> no, Kaiser said that when I've chatted in the garden room. I didn't. I don't realize that people are seeing me leaking. <laughs> yeah, leaking's all right, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people go through this, yes, because they've been oh. pent up or. A lot of stuff, there's been a lot of like gatekeepers not denying access or flow, so to speak. And they're all mental, yeah? They may have had the right intention once, but now it's gone awry, yeah? And you've, you've passed that phase. You don't have to go through all these uh, checkpoints, yeah? <laughs> gatekeepers, yeah, yeah. such a good word. Yeah, and just let it out. And, uh, it doesn't go. It's not going to go infinitely. It's just going to do what it needs to do because uh, those those tears are carrying a lot of stuff out. Yeah, it's almost like a detox on an emotional level. Yeah, it is. And uh, I found it very rich the times I went through it. Yeah, because I had a lot of uh, see. You know, the fear concerning sadness, when surrendered, becomes rich. The sadness. It is becoming rich. There's something becoming the rich. Power, That's a good word. The higher power plays sadness. It's rich. It's, it's to me, it's incredibly, uh, there's, a, there's something in it that's got so much oomph. So, Juice. Yeah. I, uh, you know, because we all had, we've all met up against terrible disappointments in life, one way or another. And this, this time tends to move us along and we're ill-equipped Ill to deal with most shit. You know, we, we, ha we didn't learn how to face life successfully. And of, so basically something faced life, but in an unsuccessful manner. And so it, it started to use our space as storage for all the shit it couldn't meet or deal with, yeah? Well, all that space is being reclaimed. And so you, something, is, something with great assurance is walking you through the storage room. Yeah, you're not doing it alone. And things are getting open that I never wanted it opened again. And then all that juice that was there has, is getting retrieved and it's going to enrich you and others through you. It is. Yeah, many of us have been through this. Right. I, I was frightened yeah. of real relationships. I think I thought I've been at zillions of relationships, but really I'm just finding out now I'm frightened of intimacy. And I never, I thought of I would. Of course. 
Yeah, but that's done, honey. Those old ideas are gone. See, a lot of things, you don't see them when they're driving up. You see them when they're departing, yeah? You see them by the rear lights. So, yeah. Yes? Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and you're in great hands, honey. There's people here that really love you. And, uh, you know, as long as people show up and I can, I will. So, yeah. So, yeah. You have, you have many things, even on the outside, that you can rely on. So, yeah. And, yeah, there's people there that are with you in this journey. Because there's a lot of joy waiting for you. Yeah. The joy of living a lot of times has to be preceded by tears. It's just the way it goes here. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, honey. Thank really you. Do. I really thank do. You. Yeah. Thank you, Helen. Um, oh, we have one from Rhonda. Rhonda W. I'm going to ask you. Are you okay on time, Paul? I'm going to ask you yeah. to un unmute yourself, Rhonda. Okay. Go ahead and ask the question. Hello, am I unmuted? Yes, you are. Okay, here, I'll get my video going. All right. Hi, guys. I am Rhonda, um, grateful alcoholic. Paul, um, I'm redoing my steps. I've been in the program for a little over six years now, and I'm noticing a pattern of um, teaching other people how to treat me, basically. Um, I was, I felt, you know, that worthlessness that I carried with me. I haven't accepted enough in my 30 year relationship. I, uh, accepted things as that prior self that my current state is not comfortable with and I can't change other people. And we're talking a 30 year marriage with four kids and a, a and a granddaughter. And of course we're very much love, but there's this now division I feel because of my growth um, versus his, not taking his inventory, but how do I, I, I if I can't change other people, I, I, I wanna change, I wanna accept more for myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm worth more now. Um, yes. And if I can't change that in him, which I've been trying to do, um, I, there's a lot of fear there and I'm not sure what to do with that. You know what I would try to do if you don't have someone that you rely on to speak about these changes, yeah, while we're being changed, like a sponsor or someone, there are people that will be, that hang out after the meeting and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I would, to me, uh, the growth is already occurring. What you need is some guidance on how to uh, dance with other things in your life, yes? So, yeah. I think that would be better after the meeting because it's more, I think a one-to-one -one would be better than a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, it needs to be followed because even though I, I recognize what you're saying, uh, you know, I'm not in it, yeah? And so there's other aspects of it that probably need to be talked about and further talked about as it progresses, yes, yeah. So if you want, if you just stay here, I think someone keeps the room open. I'm sure some people, hopefully some women would be willing to talk with you and maybe, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Cool. But Thank this you. Yeah, I do have a sponsor, but our beliefs are are a little different. So that, yes, that might be happens nice to be a lot. contact with somebody that thinks like I do. <laughs> yes. Yes, this happens a lot, but yeah. sometimes when you if the solution comes from self, it's usually black or white. It's or an either or. And a lot of times it doesn't necessarily have to be that way because it's a very, uh, <laughs> it's just got, I got just as I'm not specifically talking about what you brought up, but I remember this one time there was a guy that had a lot of sobriety and he shared that he had met this woman who was like a wine seller. And she hung out with all these people and uh, he was hanging out with them and it was looking really great. Like the people seemed to really like drinking wine and there was a whole lifestyle around it. And he was getting a little flipped out and he was thinking the only way he could see it is I'm either going to join them or I have to leave. So what I, so I heard him, what he said. So after the meeting, I went up and I said, well, why don't you do some service and then look at it? Because maybe if you're out of yourself, you'll see it in a lot more different ways than either I'm going to start drinking with them or I got to leave her. You know what I mean? It's so insane. So, so, and so I just said, if you, you know, if you do some service, you're going to see it from a different position because obviously it looked like he was looking from self. Yeah. So it's either I'm going to be drunk tonight or I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, there could have been, there may have been another more, you know, <laughs> a different solution. So, yeah, that's what I'm. The idea is what we're relying on is unreliable. It's just, just that simple. And you can't ask it for what it can't deliver. It sees in a very black or white way. Yeah. So it's either, it's very, it's not inclusive. It's very exclusive. Either I do this or I do that. There's no way they can both be happening. You know, it's, it's a very, it's like a, it's a blindness disguised as looking, you know, it's fucking crazy. So yeah, but I would hang around if you, if you can, Rhonda. Yeah. Thanks so much, Paul. I appreciate you as always. All right. Thank you. Yes. So, Aid. All right. Thanks a lot, Rhonda. And if uh, anybody wants to stick around, we, we can also segregate into males and females with a... Uh, oh, whatever. Yeah, just get in there. Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah, whatever works. So I don't see any more questions. Neither do I see any questions on Facebook. Oh, great. Well, let, let's say goodbye to everyone, eh? That sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. Kaiser, first to you and all your service. Thank you very much. And then we have Kerry in the confines of uh, Hawaii. Nice to see him. James Lebowski, another reappearance. Did a little shaving there, James. Yes. You're traveling lighter. Wow. That's good. We got Paul. Paul's breaking out the shit. I'm not doing it yet. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, this ain't a bad one, Paul. Yeah, that's not bad. This ain't bad. But see, this is affiliated with uh, a beach down in North, Southern California, which I like. Where is it? Long, uh, what is this? Long Beach. Yeah. So there's a certain intimacy with it. Yeah.
I know you're not in the fucking sun, so yeah. I win. <laughs> I'm writing the rules. So we got Rob Farr, as always. Nice to see you, Rob. Ma, uh, Mike Z. Mike Z looks like uh, a guy who's going to wash your windows and check your oil. That's pretty good. <laughs> we got Lorraine. Nice to see you, Lorraine. And Walter. Walter, as always. Yes, nice to see you, Walter. Yeah. We got uh, Owen. Nice to have you around, Owen. Yes. Helen, as always. Yes. Helen is, you're entering the spring of Helen. Helen is going to enter a spring. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Joseph, nice to see you there, Joseph. Thanks for being there this weekend. Suzanne, thank you for uh, the share yesterday with the course. Very nice. Appreciate it. It's fun that we both were at the Endeavor Academy. Yeah, that's a trip. Yeah. We got Kristen. Kristen there. Pleasure to see you, Kristen. Sharon P. Nice to see you, Sharon. We got Maria. Maria looks like she's ready to take off there. Yeah. We got Jacob. Nice to see you, Jacob. In Seattle. Pleasure to see you guys yesterday. Mickey. Yes. Fantastic. Nina. Not Mina or Tina, but Nina. Always pleasure, Nina. James. R, nice to see you, James. Leah, as always. Leah, your donation went to someone to go to the retreat. I don't know if they liked it or not, but I did, so, yeah. We got Carl, Carl N. I don't know if I should say last names in recovery, so. We got F, Fee and Rich. Nice to see you. I'm, now I'm looking at Fee, I hope. <laughs> yes. Connie from... Uh, Weston KY, nice to see you, Connie. Thanks for showing up at the Zoom. We got Jono from the UK, Rhonda W. Randy is in a non-moving vehicle, that's good. And he's in the front seat, that's very good. He's not in a police uh, fucking thing. Anne, always a pleasure, Anne. Yeah. We got Esther, we got Michael, Stacy from Madeira, Jeff, Maggie, Skyla, Nate, Low, nice to see you, Low, wherever you are, Jenna, Jack G, I heard you speak earlier, Jack, uh, Alan, wait, is this, oh yeah, Alan, Julianne, J uh, Jack G, Christy, I see Jenna now in a picture, Skyla, Nate, Ohio, nice to see you, Nate. Yeah, Lowe's got a dog, but all right, that's it. Hey, we'll be here tomorrow night uh, for a non-duality session, Thursday for recovery, yeah, yeah, and then Saturday, non-duality. So this is like a one-stop place, you can, yeah, little recovery, little this, little that. <laughs> we know if you leave one station you'll get lost till you get to the second station so we'll have both of them at the same place yeah alright see you guys thanks yep. niggers thank you
nigger. All right, Alan, I'm going to silence you. That's not very nice. Thanks for uh, sharing. I'm going to mute everybody right now. And then I'm going to see that we get a safe room. Alan, not nice, Alan. Uh, gosh, I, I, I'm trying to find Stop out. recording. Oh. oh, yeah. 